0: A.J. A.J. A.J.
1: Brian. A.J. 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 <laughs> Monday, Monday. Monday. I
0: never know where we're going with this. Uh, you have an okay Christmas? Everything uh, Everything go okay?
1: Oh, my God. Oh, man. that sounds like a no. You should probably <laughs> ask me something else. <laughs> I mean, I mean, since December, not only has my work gotten a lot tougher and busier, uh, but on top of that, um, my girlfriend went to Tennessee, so I'm all alone by myself. My family spread out across the country, uh, so I was I was by myself. And then on top of that, when it chose to be 18 degrees outside and 10 degrees outside, my furnace decided to stop working properly. Ooh, so
0: that's exciting.
1: Yeah, good times. So I from now on just hate the holidays <laughs> like that's why i like halloween man halloween's a safe bet yeah. to have a good time okay yeah. i mean you
0: can take some comfort in knowing that uh i mean now that christmas is over there's only 309 more days till halloween this is amazing it's like so close it's yeah. mere minutes away and of course 57 days five hours 56 minutes and 31 seconds until psvr2 gets here that being that's said that's what i'm talking about aj let's we'll start
1: the show let's go
0: This is PSVR Gamescast Live, we film live every single Monday, 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 West Day, and two hours, Friday, right here on YouTube at 6 p.m. Eastern. That's right, for your viewing pleasure, if you don't like looking at us, I don't fucking blame you. You can always go over to streaming services of your choice, because our good friend, Jay Meow, uploads this uh, everywhere, as a podcast. Uh, Yes, that also means Spotify. I don't, I don't. I don't know if anybody uses anything else. If anybody uses anything else for his podcast services, let me know. But like, literally, we're everywhere. Uh, go check it out. It's gaining traction. We're like 159 in the Netherlands. It's crazy. <laughs> like we're really, really taking off over there. AJ, the people in the Netherlands love us. Uh, 159.
1: Hell
0: yeah. More than everyone else. Um, my name is Brian Paul from Nishana right here. PSVR without parole, and this gentleman over here, he survived. He survived the holiday. It's AJ from the Underground. PSVR. Underground.
1: What is up, Prime? What is up, Game Cats? I see all you lovely folks in there. Happy Munjay. And I know that munjays usually suck. But we are here to ensure your munjay sucks. Just a little bit less. Actually, real talk though, man. Yeah. Uh I gotta give a big shout out to this community because I probably spent the majority of my Christmas Hanging out with these cats. Uh, I did my Saturday night live stream on Christmas Eve. It was the final Saturday night live stream for the PSVR One generation. It was a great send off. We played such esteemed titles as Pigeon VR and <laughs> and Budget Cuts and Headmaster. <laughs> it was a lot of fun though, man. And uh, yeah, big shout out to you guys. When I wasn't you know streaming and hanging out with them there, I was hanging out with them in the Discord. So. Uh, you guys really saved the holidays for me, so I, I am eternally grateful for your companionship.
0: I was I wasn't here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you were. <laughs> I was
0: doing I was doing family stuff. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck you, AJ." Uh, that's awesome, though. It's it's good to know that um, that while the channel was kind of shut down for a couple of days, that, that everyone's kind of hanging out. There were things to do, uh, pe- places to go, people to people to do. I want to be sedated. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> I don't think that's how that song goes. Um, oh, look, the alert box works again. Oh, that was amazing. I don't know if you guys just saw that. Oh, the tips are popping up on the screen again for the first <laughs> time in like a month. What happened? What happened? They're,
1: they're all stream lives, they,
0: man. They're back. Oh, this is exciting. It's, it, it almost looks festive. I mean, electric, but also festive. Uh, and that's, uh, AJ, thank you. I'm glad I'm glad you streamed. I'm glad you weren't alone. and I'm glad all the cats had some place to be. Uh, Mike Blankenhorn. So I make sure I said that right with the $10 tip says I've been firing up random PSVR games lately. Oh, he's, he's trying to steal your spotlight, AJ. He he's, he's doing the, the Mike Blankenhorn Saturday night live streams from now on. Uh, And the awkwardness of the move controllers and just some random control screens across whatever games uh, really make me look forward to PSVR too. Uh, It's it's yeah, it's certainly not even just old games. It's even brand new games. AJ and I are going to talk about Survive in just a second, um, and, and man, that game is one of the newest games on PSVR, and somehow it's like they they didn't play any PSVR games while they were developing a PSVR game.
1: Definitely one of the things that held PSVR one back. <laughs> we're 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 going to be talking about what's what's you know holding VR back as a whole, but it was certainly one of the hurdles was these these wild west of control schemes, and you know some people figured it out, but a lot of them. Like didn't, and that is something we still dealt with this year. Up until the end, Brian.
0: Up until the very end, and sadly, the end's not even here. Uh, Looper, the underground (laughs) game cap, the two euros said you forgot to mention our oral pleasure. Uh, Did I really? I forgot to mention your oral pleasure. Well, you know what, Uh, Looper, I'm I'm a I'm a dedicated cat, right? I'm a good guy. I like to give. I like to give as much as I receive. (laughs) I really. I actually didn't. For that to go there, um, but but you can't get oral pleasure every day. That's why we only do this three days a week. And if you do get oral pleasure every week, or every day of every week, well then hold on to what you got. Markio, the GameCat Dojo co-leader, meow, with the Canadian twenty-dollar tip, says, "Happy holidays, GameCats! Happy holidays. Hope everything's going well in Zenith."
1: It is, man. That was actually one of the things I checked out Saturdays. They've got their first Christmas uh, festival, festive kind of update. Um, the Fractured Plains are now covered in snow and snowmen and presents and uh, bosses. <laughs> and you go around and collect cookies and stuff. It was cool. And I saw You in there, along with some other game cats. Shout out to Marcus. Shout out to Zombie. And, uh, you know, I've seen Looper in there. Um, Hotcakes. Xenia's is booming lately, man. You saw Hotcakes. So hotcakes,
0: yeah, yeah. Sorry, hotcakes. That's our daily hotcakes mention. Uh, he he owes me five dollars every time I say his name on the show, so I, I like to take advantage of that. He's paying my water bill right now. Owando Kiernando. Hey, I think I said it fucking right in the first
1: Owando try. Owando Kiernando. That's how you say it. Right giving down.
0: us a little oral pleasure with twenty euros. It says whoop 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 seven dollars. No, d- d- oh my god, fifty-seven. <laughs> that's that's how bad my eyesight's gotten like the five looked like a dollar sign but the next one didn't so you
1: need, you need to eat a couple of carrots whoop, man. Whoop,
0: whoop, 57
1: whoop, 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 whoop. 57 whoop
0: what, what is 57 i'm what I'm
1: 50, seven 57 days, days, days man Come on, man. You need a, somebody get this guy a cup of coffee and some carrots. What else do you need, man?
0: I had the weirdest morning, man. anybody Anyone who's in voice, in voice chat with me this morning in Discord already knows what was going on with me this morning. It was so weird. I woke up, immediately poured myself a cup of coffee, got into Discord, started typing away, started getting PSVR this week scripted. I was like, damn, it's Monday. I got to get one of these out now that the holidays are over. And, I, and, and there was something wrong with me, man. Like for the first time in literally, I think, my whole life, I didn't want to drink coffee. Oh wow! Like I, I was just Something like I, wrong with The you. taste of it was like just wasn't working for me, and I and I just like wasn't enjoying it. And I like this, I, I need to I need to go see a doctor because I'm like, uh, luckily I have an appointment already. It has nothing to do with my disdain for coffee today. Um, so yeah, I am something's wrong. I'm drinking it anyway, but I'm not happy about it. Um, fifty-seven. Whoop whoop. <laughs> uh, and I think that catches us up on tips. All uh, right guys, a little bit of housekeeping. If you if you if you don't already uh, hang out with us on Discord like I was just talking about, then you should. People do people people hit me up in the strangest places. People hit me up on Twitter, they go, "How do I join Discord?" I'm like, "If you've ever seen an episode of Gamescast Live, we usually start off by saying, click the link in the description below and join us. It, it, it you can just you can just join us. There's no cost to join, man. Come hang out. That's where this conversation happens 24/7. Um and uh, and of course, by the way, if if AJ was just talking about what he was doing on his channel over the weekend. There was nothing happening on without parole. But if you were subscribed to AJ, you would have had hours upon hours. What was it, like a 12-hour marathon? No, how long was it really?
1: No, it got cut a little bit short because, like I said, my furnace went out. So I've been working on that. Uh, It got cut a little bit shorter than I wanted. But it was still three and a half hours.
0: That's pretty epic. Uh, Nothing nothing like a three and a half hour live stream to make your holidays shine a little bit brighter.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was freezing my ass off until i played beat Saber, and then and then i was sweating and then i got really cold, <laughs> getting, like, <twice> as cold. <laughs> because now i'm wet and freezing
0: i <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sinuev talks about uh telling me i should try some earl grey tea with two shots of mcgillicuddy's intense peach liqueur yeah i i, I don't drink anymore Sinuev. i'm 10 years sober but um but but i good for you man uh, thank you very much but i uh And I always keep forgetting, like most people know, they're like, I've been sober for 724 days. I'm like, I I try not to pay attention to it. So I think it might be 10 years this upcoming August, or it was 10 years this past August. I forget. Um, So, but I have been thinking about switching over to tea and getting my caffeine uh, intake in a different way. So I will check out Earl Grey. Um.
1: I've tried that so many times.
0: It has not worked. Uh, coffee all the way. You have to have 17 cups of tea for like one cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah. whatever whatever they serve at Chinese restaurants, I always thought it was orange pico, but somebody told me recently that it was a different type of tea. Um, I, I love that tea. I mean, especially with sugar. But I mean, like I drink a coffee black. We're going down a rabbit hole here, and we have a lot to talk about that's not coffee related, so maybe we should keep moving. Uh, AJ, and as much as we like to thank all the people who, you know, help this channel run, all the people who just tipped us uh, and, and, you know, keeping the lights on over here, um, there's a whole other group of people that we thank every single Monday, except for last Monday, because we weren't here,
1: uh, for a completely different reason. Isn't that right? That is right, Brian. We would like to thank those who support us in another way by changing your name to something GameCat, something GameCat related, or something GameCat adjacent. As you and something game cat adjacent like to say, and this week we have two new game cats. Welcome to the game cat dojo, starting with Keith, the PS Five loving game cat. You know, you know
0: what the worst part was is is Keith uh, Keith what what he must be a wonderful person right because his name's Keith I've never met a bad Keith in my life that's not true but let's not, we'll tell the story a different day um College was awful I met a lot of awful everybody's um but 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 Keith left uh Keith changed his name on a Tuesday. And it wasn't even the last Tuesday. It was a Tuesday before. And he said, can I get a shout out on Wednesday show? And I said, well, no, we only do it on Monday show. So you've got to wait six more days. And then we had to cancel last Monday because, <laughs> because, because <laughs> I was sick. Right. And so, and so poor Keith has been waiting, <laughs> um, 13 days for this shout out. So Keith, thank you for your patience.
1: This is your shout out. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you, man. Who's next? We've also got Johnny, the VR as F GameCat.
0: Bing! Oh, it is VR as F. I literally thought you said it wrong. But uh, the giant <laughs> VR as F GameCat. I put this in the show and everything. I eat, I didn't I eat my
1: veggies and my carrots and, you know, <sighs> yeah, I uh, drink my coffee and I'm good to go, man. Yeah, if
0: one of us should not be trusted uh, today visually, it's, it's me. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get some good sleep tonight, I promise you guys, and then I'll be back up and running. Uh, so once upon a... I swear to you, AJ... Before think before people started so, me. before I started people people started using the term as fuck uh, as uh, af. I swear to you that they used to write asf like asf as fuck, but like and then it very quickly like within like a few months changed to just af. And I and I don't and I don't know if I, that was just in the, like my little corner of like Tumblr or the internet or wherever the fuck I was hanging out at that time. Um, but I swear to you, that's what it was. And so if if anybody else remembers that, please let me know in the chat, because I feel like I'm losing my mind sometimes. Um, I don't know. AF is good. VRAF is good. Johnny, I love love that
1: ASF is also good. (laughs) It's a great, it's a great thing that you've coined.
0: Oh, thank you. Listen, guys. Uh, remember, if you if you change your name to GameCat because you love us almost as much as we love you, uh, make sure you change your name to GameCat either on Google or YouTube, uh, and then somewhere in the comments below any of our videos, right? Hashtag GameCat, so you can get a shout out on hopefully next Monday's show. Keith, was it worth the wait? We hope it was. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, boom and boom. They are off the screen. I'm looking. I'm. I'm. I'm looking. I'm looking I'm hoping somebody can back me up on this as fuck thing uh, in the meantime we got Grizzly Bear King with a $10 tip says I came here looking oh, I love when he does this I came here looking for the best what's holding VR back slash tale of Onogoro stealth drop today podcast on YouTube and that's exactly what I found what's up Brian what's up AJ what's up cats thank you so much for your generosity we appreciate you never fails to impress I really, I really need to start reading the comments before I read them out loud, though, because you just never know what I'm going to say accidentally. All right. Uh, AJ, first story of the day. After months, nay, years of waiting, we finally have uh, the cockpit update for
1: RC Airplane Challenge. Uh, did you get a chance to play this today? I did. I uh, checked it out for... A little while earlier and yeah, it's, it had been a minute since I um, had played RC airplane challenge and uh, yeah I actually thought it came out a long time ago <laughs> and then I just like missed it nice. so I was like oh you know and so uh, yeah it was cool to check it out uh,
0: yeah I actually am um, here can I can I do this and make this thing full screen no I don't know why this isn't working all right we might have to just we might just have to deal with this Oh, oh! Is that it? Is that it? <gasps> no! Oh, no! Come on, mouse! Come on, mouse! The mouse works. Here we go. Okay, now we got a full screen. Um, yeah. So that's the thing is, is Reggie over Strange Games had been touting this for a long time, saying, "Oh, this is you know the uh, the base attack mode and the cockpit mode uh, are good, both going to be released at the same time." And uh, and so we were waiting for one big patch to drop, and then finally uh, we got this. Was it yesterday? today yesterday and uh
1: it was a yeah it was a christmas drop
0: yeah and um and and i also found out that i had not played rc airplane challenge in a while because if you can't tell from this horrific gameplay on the screen uh i am all over the map man trying to (laughs)
1: like just,
0: just trying to even see the rings um it does. I, I do think it makes things more difficult, I, which which is fine. Like, I, I don't mind the little increase in difficulty to, to be able to actually play inside a cockpit inside this. You know, each plane has a, its own rendered cockpit. Like, a lot of work was put into this. Um, but, man, the nose of most of these planes are so long that it actually, like, obstructs your vision more than you can even tell in this video. And so trying to see the rings when they pop up is is way more difficult this way.
1: Well, I got to give a huge shout out to Reggie because this was something that, you know, he designed this game with being an RC airplane game. And, of course, me who complains about everything was like, I want first person. I want a cockpit. You know, yeah. that's what I want. And uh, gimme, gimme, gimme. And, you know, to his credit, he added all these cockpits. And I will say they're, each cockpit is specific to every single airplane, every single aircraft that's in the game um and it looks great like it really really looks great so so good job on that and thank you for doing this uh with your point though yes there i think there are some planes depending on the design um there are some that the view is a little bit more obstructed than others and this kind of thing was actually uh pretty prevalent in um ace combat as well some of the planes had more like stuff going on because they're trying to be like more authentic and whatever and naturally it's a little bit harder to see that being said um this was easily like the most enjoyable way to play this for me yeah uh by far and and i really enjoyed getting to look at each and every from like the red baron cockpit with the two like old school machine guns and um, you know, to just like the Cessna and, and some of the other airplanes that I don't know the names of. Um, they all looked really, really great.
0: Yeah, they all look great. Uh, and actually, I think the game overall looks pretty great too. Like, especially flying around this neighborhood, I was like, and, and especially after playing some of the more recent games that have come out, gives you new appreciation for some things that just look pretty clear and have some nice detail like this, all the grass all, just all around and, uh, the nice colors of the different houses. It just felt alive and vibrant. Um, yeah, and so like- I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with this update, but I will say that, okay, now, now that we've got this, I think this was the important thing to have before the, uh, base attack mode came out because I think this is the perspective everyone's going to want to play. If you guys don't know, base attack mode is going to be sixteen v sixteen. That's kind of what Strange Games is famous for because of uh Honor and Duty D Day. There's these huge, massive multiplayer modes, and so everyone being able to jump into a game and have like thirty two cats flying around in first person VR, just like trying to take each other down and take down uh, each other's blimp and setting up turrets and the whole thing. Like I think it's going to be fucking chaotic, and I think and I do think that this had to come first. Um, so this makes me super excited for the upcoming, uh, upcoming base attack mode, which if you guys saw the tweet that Reggie put out, he confirmed that it should be ready for the PSVR two upgrade. So not only is this game coming to PSVR two, it's also getting the base attack mode and obviously just got this update too. So not too bad, man, for a little budget game, uh, it's, it's, it's slowly expanding. It, it, it could be the new swordsman. it could be the new swordsman listen i mean if, P, if, if if let's let's put it this way if everyone suddenly bought this game and like it and there was a there's a huge sales surge uh, on psvr1 and psvr2 i i'd imagine if you know strange games saw that a lot of work a lot of people like suddenly were playing this and, and 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 really into it and wanted to see more stuff then this would get a lot more attention um but the attention it was given so far i'm very happy with everybody in the chat's like even roadies like i'm getting sick watching this it's crazy (laughs) i mean it's my fault look at the the footage i'm all over the place
1: well the controls are you know the controls are definitely like i said they're it's almost because you use the dual shock to play this you don't use the move controllers and it's a little it's it's designed to fly like an rc plane so it's different you you have to understand that it is like an rc airplane and it controls like that and yeah, it's it's a little different but like I said this was to me personally this was a much-needed addition and uh, is very appreciated and um, but it's still RC airplanes it's not like some it's not like ultra wings um, you know it's not like ace combat with the HOTUS. Right. Uh, it's different but you would
0: uh, but you would uh, you wouldn't even know it's an RC airplane game um, except it- for the
1: Zzzz that's true you're flying that's true yeah
0: <laughs> yeah when 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 the when they add the uh, base tech mode like there's so much action that's like the only one with like you know firing um like right now you can do like a free-for-all mode and fly around and just try to shoot each other down it gets old fast but it's really cool um before we move on
1: to the next thing sure stage of great matter my dude wants to know any word on whether it's a free upgrade for psvr2 oh um that's a good question i, I my guess is
0: yes um Probably my, my guess is yes. Uh, but until, until Reggie says it specifically, and, and maybe he's in the chat, uh, then I, I don't, I don't want to say yes if it's not 100% confirmed. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, let's hope so. All right, man. Uh, well, moving on to the next story. Uh, <laughs> this has been happening a lot lately, man. Uh, we woke up today. Actually, I went to bed last night, mm. uh, hearing that there was a stealth drop on the PlayStation store Yesterday, Tale of Unogoro, something that we'd been sort of following a little bit here and there. It had been announced as a PSVR1 game. It got announced as a uh, PSVR2 launch title. Uh, there, was, there had been no mention of the PSVR1 version for quite a while. Uh, and then, out of nowhere, it dropped. Uh, before we talk about Tale of Unogoro specifically, AJ, do you, do you think this is a good marketing decision? Uh, do you think this gets people talking about the game when there's a stealth drop like this? Or do you think this is a bad way to handle things?
1: Well, I mean Survive just came out. So, I mean, compared to what? <laughs> like if we're comparing it to Survive? No, Survive no. I feel
0: like Survive is also in the same boat. Like they, they they mentioned it on their like on their Discord server, but they didn't mm. even tweet about it. Like they it was it was essentially a stealth drop for everyone who wasn't on their Discord. The way I
1: look at it, did, did you say that this Tales of Unogoro game, was it originally announced for PSVR?
0: It was originally announced for PSVR 1 back in April. Okay. And, that, and then just recently, they announced it as a PSVR 2 launch title. Mm. and that, okay. But they didn't mention PSVR 1. And so we were like, well, what happened to that version? And then yeah, we found out.
1: <laughs> well, I was... Yeah, I actually completely forgot about that. I was only familiar with it being oh, amongst the games that were announced for PSVR 2 launch. Mm. Um, the way I look at it is... I'm, you know, I'm kind of okay with it because at this point in the the life cycle um, of of PSVR one, you know, we're it's on it's kind of on the way out, right? Like PSVR two is what fifty seven days away. Um, I'm I kind of look at this as the the positive could be that if this is what they need to do to get their foot in the door, to get their game, you know, to get a relationship with Sony, to get their game on the platform, and then, you know. A PSVR two this if this helps the PSVR two version become a thing anymore then I think it, of it as a good thing but um, <clears throat> in general a lot of these stealth drops no I don't think it's I don't think stealth drops in general are a good idea uh, nor in I, I think it hurts your chances of success on the platform by a lot.
0: Yeah. I think unless you just happen to be a big IP already, right. Where like where everybody's social media and all of these, you know, any VR channel is just simply going to blow up at the site of this thing being on the PlayStation store. Unless you have, unless it's a call of duty, unless it's a uh, fortnight, unless it's Minecraft, unless it's even the walking dead. I mean, like there's very, very few IPs I can think of that would uh, that would require no marketing to sell like crazy. Um, this is not one of those games. Teivonagaro is. I don't. I don't even know if we should go into this AJ because it like is starting to irritate me. But the description of this game says that it's a combination of Portal and Shadow of the Colossus.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I don't. To be honest with you, I didn't read that. I didn't read the description. I just saw it was a new game that, and like I said, you know is this the description that came with the psvr2 launch info or is this just the description in the everywhere? <laughs> like, let me, everywhere. let me look it up
0: on steam. Um, because yeah. it's everywhere. It's that the is... same description everywhere. It says, um, oh, come on. Where is it? Oh, oh, here it is. Portal meets shadow of the Colossus in this memorable and intimate tale experience communication with a virtual character in VR developed as an adventure game for the VR age.
1: Yeah, that I don't know. Maybe they had some inspiration from those things making it, um, but it is nothing like those games. Yeah. Uh, uh, other than it has some bosses in it, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some some kind of big bosses. Yeah. Not not you know, but you know. That being said, man, you know I, I'm not a big anime guy. I, I'm not usually into it and stuff. But I've been playing this game all day, and I was a little frustrated with the price, like, you know, $35. So I'm like, I really hate to, to have to pay $35 to check this out. And, and, uh, you know, just to be able to tell people if it's good or not. But I will say I have been pleasantly surprised with this. I have actually been really enjoying this today. And even though it's totally not my thing, uh, which is, uh, uh, what it is, is a adventure puzzle action puzzle game. It's like a mixture of, action and puzzles. Um, and, uh, yeah, I have actually been enjoying this like pretty much all day. Yeah.
0: I I've been enjoying it too. I'm not as far as you because, uh, I spent a good chunk of the day, like I said, making ps this week. And, uh, and so, and so with the time, with the 90 minutes I had before games cast, I jumped in and, uh, and, and that's about as much as I got through. Um, I gotta tell you, man, like it's fine it's fine. Like the $35 price tag I think is, is ludicrous. And unless something changes between now and the end of the game, I think I'm about 20% of the way, 30% of the way through the game in that 90 minutes. Um, unless something changes, I this this feels like a $15, $20 game. Uh, I don't understand the $35 price tag, but they, but this is the same developer as last labyrinth and last labyrinth had the same issue too. Oh. It, they trying to tout it as a $40 game when it clearly wasn't. Uh, and so I, I don't know where they're getting that from. I think that's going to be a huge barrier to entry for a lot of people. I don't see anyone buying this on PSVR one or PSVR two uh, at a at a thirty five dollar price point.
1: Yeah, well, I I will say that I think this is a big step forward from Last Labyrinth because, and this game actually proves to me that you know they're actually a pretty competent developer. I mean, they have a long history of stuff that shows that they're competent developers, but um, and at least in the VR space because. Last Labyrinth, I love the concept of it. Mm -hmm. You know, it had this kind of dark horror theme and stuff, but the gameplay was such a backbreaker for me. And, um, you know, it, it tied you to a wheelchair and tied your arms down. All you could do was look and press X to, to like do stuff. This game is nothing like that. I mean, there is, there's a, you know, you have these two guns, you're, you're carrying around, this this girl on this rock who's tied to this rock uh chained to this rock, and you're trying to basically take down these what are they called uh oh, i don't know Hockeys? i I can't remember what the what the name of the 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 bosses are or whatever but there's like five world bosses or whatever and um it's a very it's a very unique game, and you know I thought the same thing about last labyrinth the difference is is that i'm actually enjoying playing this yeah. unlike i did with that one um and i'm i kind of uh, it, it's kind of roped me in a little bit with its charm with its uniqueness and because it makes it, it it brings it together to me with good gameplay it's kind of like a shooter but then it's also um it's kind of a shooter but it it, it disguise it blends like shooting and puzzles really really well and that that goes all the way up to like you know the boss fights where the boss fights are almost like this kind of puzzle that you have to solve but you're doing this while you're dodging attacks and moving around this this girl you're protecting um and then you're trying to figure out you know how to solve how to beat the boss uh and it, it it works for me man it's actually uh it's not bad at all
0: yeah i don't think it's i don't think it's bad at all either um josh cat in the says, is this an art is this an rpg or a visual novel type game neither uh, i wouldn't Fine. classify this as a visual novel or an rpg um there's no rpg elements at all uh the girl talks a lot um there's a lot of that uh and if you and if you're like me and tale of a fragmented star drove you up the fucking wall uh and you just can't deal with anime characters looking at you and talking incessantly and then waiting for you to nod your head <laughs> then, like this game's good. That
1: mechanic back.
0: This game's gonna grate on you, like the, or grate on you. This was um, Tale of Fragments of Star was 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 impossible to to deal with. Like it was just so, grating, and like there are elements of that in this, and I don't understand. Like there's something the, the developer Amada there's, they must love the idea of having like this companion in VR games that are, that's doing something that you can't, because that's sort of the concept of both this and last labyrinth. Right. And so, um, so for as much as this game does, right, I still think it stumbles and gets in its own way because they're just so insistent that there's going to be like this heavy focus on, on narrative when it's like, come on, man, like, this is a puzzle game. Let's just keep it fucking moving. And, And, and I found myself skipping very quickly skipping every single scene I could skip Um, because I was just like, you can
1: skip scenes. Yeah, you're welcome. I didn't know that. (laughs) Hold the move button down, and after like two seconds, I've almost beaten the game. (laughs) (laughs) I have almost beaten the game. I did not know that because I probably would. The difference was, you know, I, you know, I'm sure, with the story and the talking and stuff. You know, I, to be honest with you, I have been playing in the Discord and I've been talking with people while I've been playing it. So I haven't really been focused on the story stuff. It seems like. There is a little bit of a story they're trying to tell. Yeah. I'm not very interested in it, though. I, I've been very much just enjoying the gameplay and kind of the, the puzzles solving. it. I mean, it's a puzzle game that I'm enjoying because it's – if I had to describe this game, I'd say it's very much an action puzzle game because that's what makes it kind of fun. It's like there's nothing more I hate than being a puzzle game, but then a puzzle game where you're literally just sitting there, doing nothing yeah. trying to figure out the puzzle those i hate the most right and this is this is a little bit more involved you're shooting enemies you're dodging bullets um while you're doing all this and so it, it masks it a little bit better
0: um i 100 percent agree uh if anybody's interested in this game i say wait for a sale this is a this is a good Seventeen ninety nine game, uh, game, but unfortunately, they're charging twice as much for that right now. Uh, Looper the Underground Game Cat has a take on this with the five euros. <whistles> Says, I've played it on PC. It felt like a spiritual successor to Last Labyrinth with puzzles disguised as combat. 100% agree. Right. Um, or one- Which is
1: what it is. Yep. Definitely puzzles dis- dis- disguised as combat.
0: Yep. And it looks okay. Like it looks like a. It looks this. Here's the thing: we've gotten so used to like people giving us bad ports of their games. This is like what I think most PSVR one games should have looked like. This is the visual quality we should have expected from most of those games because it looks fine, right? It looks good. This should have been an average looking PSVR game. And I got to tell you that after all the crap that I've been playing for the last year, this looked good to me when I put the headset on. I was like, oh, thank goodness, right? And but but really, this is just this is just what average should look like on psvr1 and so it was weird to be like almost like a stockholm syndrome type thing where it's like i've been playing so much crap that this like to me was like oh thank goodness like this actually looks pretty good and it controls really well and the controls make sense like everything kind of works and 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 so just just doing the bare minimum around here these days gets gets a lot of love from me um and so so well done but horrible price
1: I wouldn't say honestly. I wouldn't say a horrible price because it is hours and hours long, and it is polished, and you know it does look good. It's not very buggy. What's your recommended um, price? Twenty dollars. I think it's a. I think it's like an eight. <laughs> I think it's like an eight out of ten twenty dollar game uh, kind of deal. Um, but you know, like I said, I had to pay for this. I didn't even ask for a key, and like I'm not mad. Like I, I get mad over paying excessive amounts for crap yeah like um you know that's when i get really mad i'm you know it's not my favorite price point but but you know to me it's like a good 20 dollar game but but still i'm just happy it just feels good It's like you said maybe it's a little bit of stockholm syndrome but i'm just happy to have something that is polished and is well designed and is good and like that feels good
0: (laughs) yeah um and let's hope Let's hope that we get a free upgrade on PSVR 2. I mean, it would be really now strange for it to... that I will
1: be... Ooh. Yep. That I would be super pissed off about right. if I do not get a free upgrade after spending $35 for this.
0: Right. It's. I mean, seriously, PSVR 2 is like two months away. You're really not going to give us a free upgrade. Yeah. We just bought it two months ago. Um, Awando yeah. Curnando. Awando Curnando. Went to 20 euros, goes, whoop, 57, whoop. Whoop 57 whoop 57 he, he's writing in all sorts of different ways just to make sure that i don't see dollar cents 50 oh phonetically 50 Zephin. whoop whoop please 57 please 57, 57 57 57 <laughs> hey dude he gave he gave 20 years i gotta i gotta I got read the whole tip <laughs> uh, only thing i'm more excited for is your daily coverage oh dude we ended on such a, like a heart uh bring it on aj <laughs> um, all right, man. Well, let's, uh, let's move on. Uh, topic of the day. Uh, if you guys hopefully saw this already on my, uh, over on Twitter, you can follow me at PearlPSVR. Uh, I asked this question and got a lot of responses from the cats out there. The big question is, what's holding VR back? And I think it's something that uh, I would say that developers need to be paying attention to, manufacturers need to be paying attention to, obviously Sony specifically with launching two months from now. Uh, a brand new headset needs to be paying attention to. And of course, the hope is that th- they're not just looking into this now. They've been looking into this for the better part of the last few years, trying to figure out what's holding VR back and exactly what to do um, in order to make sure that this generation is far more successful than the last generation um, and as successful as Quest 2 was, make it even more successful than that. <sighs> so uh, it's, it's a big question. And, and I, think, I think, AJ, I'll kick this off. Uh, because I think there's two major things and that might be hard to disagree with uh, two major things and everything else maybe falls slightly below this uh, what's keeping VR back is, is friction and the lack of AAA games and, I, and when it comes to friction I think that's that's different for each person uh, friction could be as simple as how much it costs right it's like it's just getting in getting a headset is is part of that friction um, getting one into your house five hundred fifty dollars a lot of money. Uh, having to put a box on your head is friction, uh, right? It's like, whereas like you can just lay on your couch and grab a controller and boom, and you're comfortable, good to go. With a flat screen game, uh, you've got you've to kind of make sure you've got a clear setup, kind of make sure that, um, you know, that that your cats or dogs are in a safe place. Uh, you're not going to kick a baby or intentionally punch a baby if you're Miles. Um, it's, that's part of the friction too, just having a box on your face. Uh, and then for some people, a wire is friction, right? And so so friction in general, just getting somebody into the headset to play, I think might be number one, uh, even above and beyond the content that's available. Uh, agree or disagree? Is that number one or you think games are number one?
1: Um, I Well... I think i have a different number one uh maybe maybe Ooh. it's between games and something else probably for number one but in terms of friction um i do agree that it is one of the things that is you know that still needs to evolve some i mean like you said uh, there there have been improvements uh, such as you know the quest being wireless or um the the psvr2 having one cable that goes straight into the thing it's a really long cable um there are definitely things but but it goes beyond that like you said even just wearing a headset i mean not everybody is in a a situation especially most people i know that have the most problems with this are people that have like kids like they got to be watching their kids they can't they can't fully leave reality because of what's going on around them and um there are ways that this can be improved on in the future obviously Uh, the easier it is to put on and take off the hardware, the lighter it is, uh, the less strenuous it is on the body body physically. Um, and there's, there's definitely ways to make it more enjoyable with while still being able to, if you need to, you know, take a peek out, we've already seen like, there's like stuff like the pass through the pass through is, is definitely a big advancement with, um, with PSVR, you have to slide the thing up and peek. Um with quest there's such a big gap in the headset already that you can just look up <laughs> through it uh but but you know the pass through is gonna be nice where you can hit the button and kind of see view your surroundings a little bit um but I do agree that friction is definitely i don't think it's i don't think it's the 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 biggest reason the more than most reason but I do think it is an an important one
0: what's you let me ask you this then
1: What's your number one?
0: Because you said you don't even know if it's game sets number one. And I'm really curious.
1: Well, I do think it's, that's a weird one, right? Because I think in terms of the positives, the the things that can have a positive impact uh, on, on VR are definitely the games. Those are the things that can have the biggest positive impact on VR. Uh, I know VR has has tons of uses, tons of important uses and, you know, for whether it be scientific or just entertainment. But we're talking for me, I'm talking about entertainment because entertainment is really what has made VR popular and and what will make VR the most popular, more popular. And, you know, uh, if so we'll start with this one man because games uh absolutely (laughs) games are are important games are you know games and applications uh are what get the mainstream consumer interested in vr period
0: agreed i mean 100 percent. like that's why for me like friction, friction games were number one like no hands down there was no competition um because, because when you look back at the library of games on, on PSVR 1, if you look back at the games of the library uh, on even PC and Quest 2, um, the, if, if you're not familiar with VR and you put on a headset for the first time and go through the storefronts, you're not going to see a lot of titles you're familiar with, right? Each platform maybe has a Resident Evil game. Each platform might have, you know, something along the Like, there's a Sniper Elite here and a Medal of Honor there. But, like, where's the Fortnites? Where's the Call of Duties? Where's the Horizons? Where's the uh, Uncharteds? Where's the – they just don't really exist. Um, it, it's, it's, well, there is a Horizon, but <laughs> – not, not yet. It might be on the storefront, but it, it doesn't exist yet. We can, we can't download it. We can, we, I guess we can buy it, though, so that's fair. Uh, but if we buy it for a headset we don't own yet, AJ <laughs> – um and so and so that's that's been a huge problem so far obviously like a lack of recognizable IPs and that goes hand in hand with the lack of uh AAA games when it when a game comes out and there's so much hype around it like Callisto Protocol and then there's no mention of VR right Atomic Heart just recently said today that they're like oh we're looking into VR you know what like, we mean looking into VR you had the PlayStation VR logo on your trailer in 2017 you've more than looking into VR but like that's the thing, it's every time one of these big game launches, there needs to just have that PlayStation VR two logo there, or even Steam VR logo, or or Quest Two logo, just to just to make sure that VR is always part of this conversation. So that when people talk about the Callisto protocol, they go, Oh yeah, man, it's like it's 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 really scary or it's really fun, or I love the fighting mechanics, but man, have you played it in VR? And when every single article you start hearing about that, or every single person who's talking about it or making a YouTube video about it, is is trying to do like this comprehensive discussion on a new game and then they break into the hole and then i played it in vr and it was incredible. it was incredible and it was like this whole nother way to play it if you start if people start hearing that over and over and over like that just starts being part of the video game narrative rather than video games being over here somewhere like that easily brushed aside by mainstream media and that's not happening yet but but i th- but i think that with hybrid games this generation, it might start happening, and so one of these problems might slowly erode. I'm looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, there's
1: a there's a common misconception that you know there's a lack of games in the VR space, or uh, in particular, and you know it's definitely couldn't be further from the truth. Now, there definitely is. There's a lack of recognizable IPs from people that you know people have their expectations set. They already have really good gaming experiences. And so, when you when you have something like, if you look at like the impact that like a Resident Evil has, or a Gran Turismo Seven would have, um, or even Horizon, which with the, with what they're doing, um, there's a reason they chose Resident Evil and Horizon to kick things off with, as well as uh, you know, uh, No Man's Sky and and some other ones. But there is a common misconception about you know how strong the library is, how good it is, because. There's a lot of games that people have that are outside looking in have no idea what they are or or that they exist or that how good they actually are. Something like a switchback or a rush of blood was. Um, and I think it's super important when we talk about like, you know, how important it is for for triple A games. A big part of that is when when people hear something like a. Resident Evil, A Horizon, A Spider Man, A Gran Turismo, a Grand Theft Auto, these huge IPs, um, Call of Duties, and stuff. That's what gets their attention immediately because they go, "Oh, that that mm-hmm. game that I love and I play and I spent hundreds of hours in. I can now play that in VR. That sounds really good to me." But then when people get there and they when they get it uh, to, in VR then they get curious about what else the library has to offer. And that leads, these are so important because not only are these, these are like gateway games, basically. Right. Um, these big IPs are super important for that. Uh, but at the same time, you also have to have the install base so that these games, you either have to have the install base for it um, so that these games can turn a profit doing this, or you have to have, some sort of structure behind it to where it benefits. There is some something to gain from the company uh, to to make these decisions to do these things. Yeah, agreed. There's a different conversation happening in the chat.
0: As always, AJ. <laughs> in that conversation, uh, we'll kick it off with Darth Vader's chat with a $10 tip. It says, Quest and standalone have been holding VR back, running on mobile hardware and showing unimpressive games and having very short lengths of playtime. PSVR 2 will hopefully be the end of this trend. Uh, I think it's really interesting, right? Because it, because when you look at Quest in one way, Quest has done so much for the VR industry. Get, getting headsets on people's heads uh, en masse, uh, selling... Far more, I think, more than any other headset has so far combined. Right? If if we believe the ten to fifteen we million, we believe hits, so. We believe yes. so. So, uh, and and so that's huge. And just and just people having a, a VR headset in their house is awesome. Uh, and then so when they hear about a cool VR game that that's that they can play, they get to they get to throw that on and check it out for themselves. Um, and the more they throw that on, the less that friction becomes an issue that we talked about. That said, I mean the 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 capabilities of the Quest Two are less than you know a PSVR One running on a PlayStation Four OG, um, and so basically, just when we were all ready to move on to a new, more powerful headset, Quest comes in. With this super cheap headset, makes it affor- like really affordable, standalone, makes it easy for everyone to get one under their Christmas tree, right? And, but then also kind of pulls us back a little bit and says, but we're not going to move forward for a little while. And now, and now because this is the most popular headset, all developers have to focus on this to make money. They have to make their game playable on the Quest 2 in order for them to survive. And that limits the scope. I think of most games that have come out in the last few years uh, and also like the, the, the graphical fidelity and, and the immersion. So it's been a double-edged sword and I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that PSVR two along with PC VR can sort of help the market branch a little bit. The same, in the same way that mobile games and uh, in console gaming, have branched into two very, very successful paths, right? They don't have to have much to do with each other. They can just both be very successful on their own. Uh, so I hope that there's a big enough market on PSVR 2 and PC VR where developers can create these big, you know, amazing adventures that they've been wanting to bring us for a while uh, and not take a loss on them.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it is a fact that, you know, there are sacrifices that have to be made in order to develop for, weaker hardware. And this is something that has been common for consoles. You know, this is why a Sony first party game you typically see is like next level in terms of polish and, and content and, and, you know, other things like that, um, versus a third party game, which not in every case, but in many cases, like there's usually some versions that, uh, are messed up. If not just the game fundamentally is messed up because it's had to compensate for all of the available devices, all the popular devices um, and develop be developed for the lowest common denominator. And yeah, that hurts games typically as a whole. Um, And yeah, I've always considered Quest kind of like a necessary evil, like it's advanced the tech it's, it's gotten it on more people's heads in many ways. Um, And, you know, it it's done a lot of positive things for VR, but then but then it's also had an impact on the software that's being designed behind it. It's not necessarily the 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 tech or whatever it's done in that regard. It's it's more about what it, the effect that it, the long term effect on the software, and that's why we're seeing a lot of uh, a lot of games that you know when you're investing five hundred and fifty dollars into a headset or more um you know you want you're doing that because you want a true like next gen feeling experience and you know there's some games that are trying to make up for it a little bit by being like enhanced versions you know and that's going to help some um But, uh, you know, as you see with like the attach rate with the quest and stuff, like in the long run, it it does, it has these really healthy bursts, especially like around the holidays and stuff. Um, but then in the long run, when they're not releasing games for the platforms regularly and, you know, there's that, that hype kind of dies out a little bit, it, it, the whole platform is not benefiting. Just a few select things at best are benefiting. Yeah. Um, and it's just the, the, the um, what's it called? Like the negative return or whatever. Uh, Dimin- diminishing, diminishing returns. returns. Yeah, there's a lot of diminishing returns, yeah. right? Um, and and that's kind of what we've seen happen.
0: Awando Cernando in the chat with the fifty euros. Someone's keeping the lights on today. It says hybrid games in quotes is how PSVR2 will sink or swim. I fully believe Sony will be bringing some sort of related thunder at CES, like some sort of incentive program for developers of the most popular PSVR games or something. What do you think? Uh, that's an excellent question. Uh, I I mean first part first, the uh, kind of the easy part, hybrid games are definitely the future. Um, until VR becomes this you know until until playstation v r two can sell a hundred million units, which is like you know not happening this generation uh so potentially p s v r three maybe we'll get there with that who knows maybe not even it's we need hybrid games we need games that we we need games that are flat screen games that are playable in v r um, and, and don't, and don't make any sacrifices visually and only add to the experience by making them more immersive, get a couple of hands in the game, be able to reach out, open doors physically, open drawers physically, and just be able to like really feel like you're in that world. And that's, and that's the only way big AAA games make sense this generation to the point where I'm like, Sony's obviously taking a loss on call of the mountain, like obviously taking a loss which is probably why they're making it mandatory for the japanese audience to buy it with every headset <laughs> because they've got to be taking a loss there's no way you can make a game that's a triple a, a, a exp, uh a triple a uh first party game off. that is specific to vr that, that is exclusive to vr if they had made like um horizon uh, zero dawn and they just they'd gone in and kind of reworked some of the elements and, and made sure that it was playable in first person vr um I've been like, yeah, that makes sense. They probably spent like, you know, five, ten million dollars making that happen. You know, dedicated team working for a year or so just to make sure it's all up to par. But that's nothing compared to the tens of or hundreds of millions that games probably take to make over there. Uh, I have no idea how much it takes to make a Horizon game, but I'm going to guarantee Call of the Mountain will take a loss.
1: Yeah, the the hybrid model approach is we've said it before, like. The best chance that VR has for for like AAA games and stuff because, you know, non VR will, will get it'll still be a non VR game so it'll get some sales there, and then um, you get a console quality VR game on in, in VR and that is super important. That's what people really really want. Like you know, indie titles are important as well, um, and but those do tend to be more like in between. Like you enjoy those in between the big, you know, big titles or something, you know, and um, I really think hybrid is the best of both worlds. It, it, you know, flat screeners, people that just can't play VR, can't do it or whatever, for whatever reason, they get theirs. And then VR gets something that is of that quality uh, as well. And you know, like you said, it's it's interesting, because you you said, you know, horizon, call the mountain is definitely taking a loss, you know, I think it'll it'll make it up over time. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's part of the reason I think we haven't seen huge announcement after huge announcement after huge announcement, because I I actually, as much as I criticize, uh, what in the way that it, it seems, sometimes on the surface, when you when you dig a little bit deeper, you you do start to see at least i have i feel like i've started to see some some reasoning behind the way things are happening and evolving yeah. the way they are because you do want at the end of the day you do want a big install base when it comes to releasing a big game that is that you have huge investments in you know things like things like resident evil 4 that have been announced uh to have psvr 2 if, if it is the full campaign, it actually makes complete sense to me that they kind of backtracked on that a little bit. And they said, no, just like how they waited for more PS5s to, to go out in the wild, they also need to, at some point, allow enough time for more headsets to be out in the wild as well. That way you can actually, you know... Make up for for some of the the losses, some of the expenses, uh, cover some of the expenses of, of investing all of this technology and development of uh, VR titles, VR hybrid titles, and so I kind of feel like if we, I kind of feel like even if we don't get huge announcements right away, I I am very optimistic about over time as the headset you know gains traction. Uh, that we will start to get those announcements uh, over time.
0: Yeah, I, I absolutely think it's going to take a little while for us to. I don't know. Again, I don't know if Sony's ever going to start using the term "hybrid" game, uh, or if they're going to come up with something that's a little bit more snazzy, something that has a little bit more, uh, you know, commercial appeal to it. Uh, or they might just never say anything, and it's just part of the plan behind the scenes. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's so funny because we're 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 still despite the fact that everyone's pretending like, you know, the pandemic's over, it's not right. There's still, studios are still working from home and a lot of studios are not going back to the office period. And so they're still like trying to figure out how to make all this stuff work. And so that's why, like, that's why certain games haven't been talked about for a while. That's why certain games had kind of a messy release. Uh, and, and, and when you start, you know, talking to like the Dead Island two developers and you find out that they don't have PSVR two plans, uh, it's because it's not because they're not interested in VR, because there are people on that team who are interested in VR. It's because they are just doing everything they possibly can. They're working overtime, they're in crunch uh, to get the game out on time, and then they still had to delay it uh, like a month, right? So, PSVR is just not even something that's in consideration right now because they just need to get their fucking game out, right? And that's how it it's is with so many studios. Like, they're like, we just need to get our game out. And then we'll talk about psvr too right
1: yeah so many so many developers are just not in a position to where they can do something like this of course they know about it of course they're interested in it um you know even atomic heart earlier um said that you know they they're thinking about vr right now but they're just focused on just getting their game launched first like and you know if if you take away the pandemic we are definitely in a little bit of a different position and having different conversation right now about where we're at. But yeah, I mean, the truth is that pushed everything back uh, a good bit. So that's why I've tried to be a little extra patient about where we are because yeah, I'm, I'm understanding that, you know, PS fives are just now starting to become a little bit more available. Um, they've, and, uh, and developers and teams are, you know, there's some still working remote, uh, and and so there's been a, a big change a big shift really it's a miracle that you know the games industry it wasn't more impacted by this but we're these are the kinds of effects you know luckily these should start to clear up um over the next year we should start th- seeing things clear up but yeah. the truth is uh it set us back a little bit and that's kind of why we haven't seen everything we've wanted to see just yet
0: agreed agreed i it's it, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a little crazy that games actually kept coming out over the last couple of years at all. Um, and so, you know, my hat my hat goes off to any any studio who, who managed to figure out how to make that happen. Um, and so, but yeah, so I, I do think this is definitely part of the strategy moving forward. It's going to be over the next couple of years. I mean, I think I would say a majority of the games we hear about two years from now will be hybrid games. or And, and if I'm wrong, then, you know, I owe you a pizza, but... Uh, i've been wrong before that should that just makes sense to me right um because that because i think when you talk to when you talk to developers right now they go man yeah it, making an exclusive vr game is just is just really difficult unless you catch fire you're probably not going to make your money back you know unless you're a beat saber unless you're a, a swordsman unless you just happen to be a blade and sorcery it's gonna it's gonna be rough uh,
1: yeah it just seems like a lot more viable solution to to take an existing game i mean Everything is done except to just add the VR mode to it. And, yes, that takes some, like, you know, redesigning some of the things, you know, rebuild the, some of the mechanics. But that seems a lot more financially viable than doing a big separate spinoff, uh, use, uh, you, you know, using additional resources, things like that. Um, when you already have the game is, like, done and nice. ready and, and finished, and then you can retool that versus – having to just borrow some assets and then create something completely new from the ground up.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And, and honestly, oh man, dude, like we talked, we've been talking about hybrid games for quite a while now. And I was, and I was just about to hop over to Twitter here um, and, and read some of the cats comments, but I do want I do want to say something uh, and, and which hurts me a little bit. I, I, ha- I haven't watched really any other YouTubers for a while. I haven't watched any mainstream gaming media for a really long time. Like I haven't been paying attention to what's happening out there. Right. And so today while I was eating lunch, I was like, you know what it, it, kind of funny had their uh, 2023 games prediction episode or PlayStation prediction episode of, of a uh, PS I love you, which is their PlayStation podcast. And I was like, Oh, this is good. I haven't, I love Greg Miller. I haven't seen, Oh, and it's blessing out. junior. That's awesome. What a great duo. I'm going to have really enjoyed this. It was painful, man. They had a 15-minute conversation about how PSVR 2 could be dead on arrival. And and do, you know, and do you know why, AJ? Do you know why? I mean, other than the fact that they've been saying this for like a year. Greg, during the stream, Greg was scrolling through the PlayStation Store looking at the available titles. And he's like, oh, Horizon will keep people interested at launch, but then what else is there? And he's like, no offense to Cosmonious High. He goes, but are people buying a PSVR 2 for Cosmonious High? And I'm like... I mean, when when you look at somebody who's not super into VR, again, this is really on Sony. So once Sony better have a good plan to kick off their marketing in January uh, and, uh, and update their PlayStation store and fi- fucking figure their shit out. So when somebody clicks on PSVR 2 and sees a list of games, like they got to see all the games coming to PSVR 2 because this is going to be the metric that some people use in order to
1: th- make their purchasing decision right yeah but there's nothing coming somebody that's like you know not very informed on it i mean for as much as they know about vr they they still don't know a lot well it's not that they're not fans i mean they've said that they are fans they've they've shown that they're fans it's just they're they're not dedicated to it they don't really care about it and you know they don't really have any investment in it let's just say um they're waiting for something to come along to grab them Versus them going out and finding something like the real VR enthusiast does, um, which is, you know, do the research, find out what is what is good and whatnot. Um, Or just go watch without parole
0: for a couple hours and you'll be all set. Yes, (laughs)
1: Um, But, yeah, I mean, he's not entirely wrong. I mean, if you're if you're going to the library and you're seeing, you know, Cosmonauts high and and stuff. Yeah. These are not reasons to invest a five hundred and fifty dollar headset in. Um, into you don't go out but that's why we say the hybrid titles the triple a titles are so important because those are the reasons you purchase a headset right and um and the other stuff is kind of just filler so <clears throat> like i said though i though those things will come in time no doubt mm-hmm. um but uh i i almost feel like they're doing a little bit of a of a soft launch with with psvr right now i mean you know to have resident evil village you know they didn't wait to play resident evil village like we did we are have still been dying to play that game but hell did everything to hold off well i mean quite frankly i wouldn't have played it without vr anyways but um but like yeah i've been i've been definitely holding off the you know doing complete media blackout because yeah i'm gonna get to experience resident evil village in uh in, in on PSVR 2 and it's going to be absolutely stunning that is a AAA hybrid title i mean, you get to play one of my favorite games of all time No Man's Sky um, you know Switchback is to me personally like that is an amazing launch title for me because you know I've always loved arcade shooters and this is like you know I don't like VR stuff that plays it too safe I like the stuff that you know just says good luck and just throws you in and and uh, but you know it's going to be a really polished really neat game as well um and then on top of that you know there's other stuff too there's uh um horizon there's demio there's lots and lots of good titles yeah i just don't like
0: being at a place right now where we're less than two months away from launch and, and anyone out there being able to be like well based on what we're seeing right now psvr2 could certainly be dead on arrival they're just pushing it out because they made a promise
1: and said they were going to do it and uh is, couldn't be further from the truth. But, couldn't be further from the truth. And good, sorry.
0: I mean, it, it couldn't be further from the truth, obviously. But but, what does it look like to the average person? You know, the average right. person who doesn't have their ear to the ground, the average person who's just, you know, reading IGN every day or, or, or doing whatever. It, I, I would like to get to a point where, where where you go to the PlayStation store or even you look through the PlayStation blog and all you're seeing is like, oh, Call of Duty coming to PSVR 2 or this next big game, Dead Space Remake coming to PSVR 2. Here's Here's footage of Resident Evil 4 and a full article somewhere that says, here's why you need to play Resident Evil 4 Remake. On PlayStation VR 2, Why this is the best version, and right? And, and right now, those things don't exist. And 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 I'm, I'm blaming Sony because they haven't kicked off their marketing blitz. If they don't kick off things at at a, at a CES on January what eighth fourth whatever, it's like the first week in January. Um, it then I, th- I think we could. It, things are going to look kind of getting scary, right? They need to, they need to, if they don't do everything at CES, which I don't think we're expecting them to, it would be a good place to kick things off at least and just be like, hey, man, like a lot of people are watching right now, right? You got Jim Ryan on stage or, or, or Herman Hulse on, Hulse on stage, somebody up there representing Sony in getting people excited about PSVR two. It needs to start soon. We've been, we've been saying for a year now, when, when are they going to start promoting this thing? when are they gonna start promoting this thing? And, and as every month has gone by, we've been like, okay, well, we guess we see, right? Cause they're focusing on PlayStation five for just one more holiday season. That's the most important thing. Sony, to, there, there isn't a PlayStation brand without the PlayStation five. That's the most important thing. How many PSVR two headsets are really gonna sell anyway? They need to focus on PS five and then focus on PSVR two once the holiday season is over. It's like we keep, as we get closer and closer, we keep making more excuses and keep saying, yes, this makes sense in retrospect. But soon nothing's gonna make sense if they don't kick off a huge marketing blitz. And so, if we don't see this in early January, I'm gonna start getting real concerned, AJ. And and I don't think I have a reason to get concerned. I'm just saying that. I just hope yeah, I don't have I a understand. reason to be concerned.
1: It's it's the thing is is like you know I'm not, I'm excited about CES because we know that they put PSVR two front and center on the thumbnail, so we know we're gonna get some sort of we should be getting some sort of heavy dose of it uh, or whatnot, but. I'm a little hesitant to put all my cards into that because it's not typically a showcase E3 style event, you know, kind of thing Mm -hmm. like it's more it's typically more about hardware. Um, That being said, they don't really have to do a whole much uh, a whole bunch to to get people excited. I mean, you know, if they if they go up there and say horizon call of the mountains coming and resident evil village is coming it's like we fucking know oh, i know right? like no <sighs> no shit like but if they come up there and if they do like a, if they do like a you know here's grand turismo 7 yeah. or something is coming in 2024 or something like that you dude, know or, if Grand turismo
0: dude, 7 is coming in 2024 <laughs> i'm gonna lose my shit
1: i'm gonna be like that well, needs to be a launch title get your
0: shit together
1: it's polyphony, so I know, you know they're slow. be prepared. They're yeah, yeah. they're they're really, really slow about stuff. But but you have to think that, you know, once you know, there's a lot of stuff still missing. And that's that's been part of the problem too. Um when it comes to at least PSVR in general, is has been marketing. Marketing has been a horrible, horrible thing. And and it's it's bled through more than just with their you know, non VR stuff. I mean, VR stuff too. Mm-hmm. It, it stems a little bit into their non VR stuff, and really, I mean, marketing is expensive, and yeah. they have to have a reason to invest all this into marketing. But with the launch two months away, they have a pretty goddamn good reason <laughs> to start to start yeah. doing stuff like this. Well, and I, I do, I do think it'll hopefully ramp up a little bit um, in the beginning of next year. But you know. Like you said, man, I just, with their history, with their track record recently, again, if this was like four, six years ago or something, like no brainer, it would be like everywhere. Right.
0: But, but also things, things, right. Things have changed, right? Like the world has changed. And so you can't, you can't put it 100% on, on Sony or, or, or the new regime or whatever you want to say, right? Like things have changed. And so it's understandable to a degree. Things need to heat up. Um, but I've got a little bit of a conspiracy theory, AJ, and I know that some of you out there really love your conspiracy theories, so stick with me. Um, E3 is all but gone, right? Like, E3 yeah. doesn't seem to really even exist anymore. Um, I, I would be shocked if we got anything substantial from an E3 next year. Um, Sony sort of pulled out of all of these different trade shows. They don't have 10 Paris Games Week anymore, or Tokyo Game Show, or... Uh, or I mean, CES was the last time we saw them on a stage, I believe, like representing Sony themselves. Uh, And so here we are a full year later being like, oh, well, this is the next. So in the absence of an E3, I mean, all we really have for the big tentpole events now are Jeff Keighley's things, the Summer Game Fest and uh, the VR Game Awards, not the VR Game Awards, the regular Game Awards that have VR games in them, the regular Game Awards. Uh, That's it. And there, those aren't like really doing the trick. Like that's not a place for like everyone to come together and be like, "Here's all of our new games." Now, if you were CES and you saw this kind of like opening hole in the market for for these trade shows, wouldn't you want to just bolster your existing show and say, "Hey, let's let's become the new E3. We can be electronics." Right and games, and we can be everything to everybody. And if you were CES, wouldn't you say, hey, Sony, you want to partner up? And so Sony's pulled out of everything and then used CES last year to be their big event. And then it seems like they're using CES this year to be another big event. Sony could be the ones to be pulling games into CES big time. I think that's my conspiracy theory, and and we'll be paying close attention first week of January to see if that becomes a thing or not.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they, you know, like we said, we already know that PSVR 2 is going to have a presence there. And um, old newbie pointed out that, you know, the VR is not the easiest thing to market to people looking from the outside in right. without playing it. And, you know, there's been a couple things that have been changing recently. And even Shuhei Yoshida was on a he did an interview with uh, PlayStation Access recently where he was talking about that CES, uh, the, the previous one. And he said it was like, you know, it was so great that these conventions, you know, this was the first time that Sony has had a uh, presence at a convention because there's been, you know, they're coming back now that he just said, oh, he was talking about how good it felt again to to physically be there on locations, interact with people, get people to try the hardware. And that's going to be a big thing, too, is uh, we've seen. Well, when the, since the pandemic, they've kind of had to resort to these more digital showcases, PlayStation blogs. You know, E3 is gone pretty much. And uh, and so they've had to convert to these. And it hasn't been as fun, exciting, traditional, whatever you want to call it, as, as things originally were. The hype machine that they usually were. Yeah. But um, this is definitely a great opportunity for them to kind of... Uh, to showcase this thing a little bit let people play it we've got our very own uh wes that will be on site and uh you know he should be, have an opportunity to play psvr too and um but beyond wes who you know we already know is like uh all over it you know to get people that otherwise maybe not be you know people that are curious people that have not um had the chance to experience vr at all uh, to get that headset on them or, or people that are into VR or like only have a quest. Imagine if you're, if you've only played a quest to wireless and then you put on a fucking PSVR two, right. and then you're like blown away and you go, oh God, like, okay, I see the difference. I see why, you know, what the difference is here and why this is a awesome product.
0: You've gone from a PSP to a PlayStation five like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I got a, we got a few tips to read, uh, and then we're gonna get into his Twitter comments, and then we gotta get moving. Uh, so let's see here. Tips come from genetic. I'm sorry, gametic blast cap for me. Listen, on a day that I can't see very well, genetic blasphemy. This is just fucking with me. With the five dollar tip says, I continue to see and hear people saying they're getting a PSVR2 as their intro. A lot. Including Quest yeah. two people on Alvo, Reddit in No Man's Sky, Reddit Resident Evil 8 and Grand Turismo 7. Um, this is yeah, this, this is really reassuring. It's really reassuring that PSVR two is going to be the thing that gets people into VR rather than Quest, right? Just pe- people holding out saying, Well, I already have a PlayStation 5. This looks really fucking cool. What else can I do with this machine?
1: Yeah, I've been seeing lots and lots of people lots of people online just saying like you know this is their first entry into vr and i'm just like oh my god (laughs) like like what i mean between you know like psvr and and quest are perfectly fine jumping off points but holy shit like you are going into some really high end vr uh if you're just starting with the psvr2 that'll be really interesting to see i mean just think about how how our minds were blown with psvr day one could you imagine playing VR for the first time with VR two? Oh my goodness! Like, this is way better
0: than Lawnmower Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched that recently. By the way, it doesn't hold up as well as I'd like it to. Uh, no. Even the VR segments, I'm like, we we got we we were past this in 2016. Uh, Owando Kiernando with the 20 euros. Awando Kiernando, look, look what you made us do! I damn near. jordled in my shorties shortles i'm telling you man telling you i need a bigger font i'm getting old i damn near jordled in my shortles when i saw the switchback reveal i think ces is going to calm a lot of nerves that's yeah dude the fact that not enough people are talking about switchback when we talk about like the most excited game we're most excited for at launch you know some people are saying village obviously some people are saying call of the mountain obviously dude Switchback is the game we never should have gotten. This game should not fucking exist. With what happened with Supermassive games, uh, we just never should have heard from them again. And if we did hear from them again, it certainly wasn't going to be in the VR field. So when they kept making games after, you know, after the PSVR one and just over on the flat screen games, uh, it was it was promising. But even those games weren't getting like the best reviews. Uh, so seeing them come back to PSVR one. Uh, come back to psvr with psvr 2 and switchback is kind of fucking crazy like i'm i think everyone should be excited about this
1: yeah it's i'm it's one of my definitely one of my most anticipated games i mean like i said the launch lineup for me uh it means a lot there's a lot of really really good stuff there but um yeah but i am hoping for some more you know even if it's not launch games i mean i'm curious that's the thing i'm curious about is like are we going to actually get more launch games announced and, and are they going to be like, like triple a games? Like, like a, like I said, I keep referencing Gran Turismo, but you know, something like a Gran Turismo, something like an Ace Combat seven where people are just like, Whoa, like that is huge. Um, you know, that's kind of what we're working. We're, we're, we're looking forward to, but yeah, no idea when that's going to actually start popping off like that. I, I, um, I feel like we, I feel like there's a lot of holes still left to fill in 2020. Yeah, there are. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry. I'll just, I'll just go back to my, my cave Oh now. my goodness. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah. Some of these other comments actually, uh, and dreams own Jimmy Bowers, uh, uh, had some from the developer perspective, some, some good insights too, as to some of the things that are holding VR ooh, back. Ooh, are we going since- to Twitter here? I'll bring up Twitter. Yes. I thought you already were on Twitter. Uh, no, that was a donation, wasn't it?
0: I mean, I was on... I mean, dude, it was, twi- I brought up Twitter like 30 minutes ago, and we never actually got to it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> well, we're, I, we're ready.
1: You know, I, I still have like... Yeah, I mean, I still have a huge... Yeah, like do. I said, possibly one of the biggest mm-hmm. uh, things that are holding VR back. Maybe it goes along with friction, but but we'll get to that after this. Um, I want to I want to hear what, what the people had to say. Um, and... Ah, uh, Jimmy Bowers, like I said, from from Over at End Dreams, our good friend over there, um, mentioned something that I kind of think thought about, but but it's you know, he reminded me, and he brings up a good point, and talking about short developer cycles uh, and investors, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, that is one of the things too that we, you know, we tend to see with with VR, especially PSVR, uh, and even Quest to some degree. Is that it's it has had a little bit of trouble maintaining or retaining investors and uh, getting investors uh, excited and um, it, the thing some things like uh, that's one of the good things that that came out of the quest too like there are plenty of good things there are a lot of good things too but but one of the big things that I think Sony had mentioned themselves was that. Um, whenever there's a new product, whenever there's something like that, especially with the, the marketing push, I mean, Quest has done a good job with their marketing. No, no question Huge. about it. Yeah. Um, Crazy. they have done a really, really good job with that. And, um, you know, but that gets, that gets investors excited. That gets more people, uh, that gets more investors involved. And that has actually helped kind of keep VR alive because unfortunately within the last year or two, like VR has kind of been on life support a little bit. Like, I mean, it's 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 tried to become a mainstream product for for decades now. Um, and the good thing is, you know, what we know is that it's finally in a place where it has an opportunity to actually become a mainstream consumer product. And um, and yeah, and and luckily, uh, you know, he did mention though that the it is getting more traction when when it comes to like investors. Uh, I I don't mean to, I'm I'm butchering his tweet here. Um, He says, up to this point, it has been investment and short dev cycles and project budgets. All three will improve with higher adoption rates and trust in VR's uh, longevity. And we're already seeing that over the last 12 months, a lot more money coming into the space, which is very good news. So while pointing out what has you know, been holding VR back a little bit also has a little bit of optimistic twist with it.
0: Yeah, and, and I do think that with with every single thing that we've listed today, with every single critique that we have had of VR for every single problem that uh, we've had uh, in, that's, in everything that's kept VR from becoming more mainstream, I also think that with PSVR 2, and, and not stopping at PSVR 2, obviously, with every iteration of VR, uh, those things are gonna get better and better in less and less of a problem. Uh, so I, I think Jimmy's right. And, and I'm glad you stopped butchering his tweet because he yeah, was a nice guy. Read, Don't butcher his but shit.
1: Yeah, I should have just read it directly. Yeah.
0: A, lot, a lot of people in the chat are saying, or a lot of people in the, this, these tweets are saying a lot of the same things. We're talking about hybrid games, talking about AAA games. Um, Mike uh, here, Saber saber at Saber the Moment. Very nice. Uh, it says, expensive barrier to entry and so many games that feel like short experiences rather than 20 plus hour experiences. Um, it's funny too, because you know, like we, we talk about so obviously the cheaper a headset is, the more people are going to buy it. I think that kind of goes without saying. Um, but it's funny that he mentions games that feel like short experiences because we've, we've talked about games. We need AAA games, but even indie games, I feel like indie games, even back in the day, you could still have 20, 30, 40 hour long indie games, right? Uh, maybe not so much in the VR field, but, but just in general, and we need more of those right game instead of these games that you play for 90 minutes to three hours or four hours then they're done like like indie games need to kind of start looking at like how can we make this a more robust experience for for the player because i don't mind downgraded visuals or stylistic characters like the whole you know different art style whatever like i love i love indie games but but you still got to give us some meat on the bones um and so i, I think that's yeah. an interesting take that mike brought us
1: the execution, yeah. I mean, indie games are, does not mean the same thing that it used to mean, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Back then, yeah, indie games were these really limited things. And it, when it comes to VR, it kind of has, like, restarted like that. Like, with flat games, you can have indie games that are, like, you know, first-party quality and stuff like that. Um, you know, K- Kena Bridge of Spirits is a good example. Um, but... When we look at a lot of VR games, we see a stuff a lot of stuff like Survive, like which just came out and you know, that's a game that yes, we li- like I I want to give it so much credit because it is made by two developers. Um, but then you look at the execution of it and it's just such a disappointment in the end and that's that's been kind of problematic is either games are really shallow experiences like they're more like a concept that is kind of stretched out as far as it can go. Yeah. Um, or there's developers like the survive developers that really try to bring a console quality experience, a full fledged game, but then it's just fucking broken and like doesn't work and has all these sorts of issues and, and just is ultimately disappointing. So, um, you know, yeah, we're, we're not to the point to where independent developers are, um, there's been a couple, I guess, a couple exceptions, stuff like beat games, uh, with that made beat saber, you know, they're, they're kind of a, an example of one, uh, of, of, a developer indie developer that has hit like mainstream attention. Right. Um, right. But we don't have enough of those. Right. Yet. They're the
0: exception rather than the rule. Right. Like, right. Again, I, I, I said blade and sorcery. I said swordsman. I said, you know, beat saber. Absolutely. But the, but I mean, you can count on one hand, the number of like truly exceptional indie games. And, and I shouldn't say exceptional. I should say truly well-selling indie games that, that actually uh, make people interested in playing VR. Um, I'm still scrolling here. Uh, and, and again, a lot of people are saying the same thing, lack of mainstream games. Uh, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, Dodgers gaming corner at Dodgers gaming uh, mentions motion sickness.
1: Um so when when you were talking about friction and games being uh, AAA games being the number one thing holding VR back, yeah. the other thing on my mind was motion sickness. I feel like that is a huge, huge problem that VR has had from the beginning. Um, and you know, there's been progress towards eliminating as much motion sickness. We know there's like, I mean. Of all the things, I feel like motion sickness has probably had the most research put into it, um, and yeah, you just, you know, I, I think it is a huge, huge hurdle that that VR has to overcome. Now, mind you, VR or motion sickness is something that happens on without you know outside of VR as well. It it, it happens with flat screen games. Um, it happens with, uh, you know certain things boat rides uh butt rides? car rides boat rides Are you going on a butt ride <laughs> car rides things like that but yeah i mean when you're you know i you can't blame people for um for when they want to be entertained when they want to you know uh like imagine somebody watching a movie and then getting sick watching a movie like it would be a huge problem yeah. i think that's that's i think that's something that is uh definitely one of the biggest problems uh, with VR, I think motion sickness absolutely is, even though as some, somebody that's completely not affected by it.
0: Yeah, I'm, I mean, anytime I've gotten severe motion sickness in VR, maybe like two or three times uh, over the course of the last six and a half years, um, and... Both times, I can. I'm like, wow, I was super over caffeinated and I w- w- was playing on an empty stomach, and I knew that it was a bad idea to be playing. Uh, and those are the only, and I played in each of those times, I played for like five to seven hours. So, like, you know, so I, I can safely say, no, I almost never get motion sick like in VR, like even in the craziest games like, uh, like Sirento and, um, you know, Windlands, yeah. those kind of games. Like, I, I, I love. Those types of movements i just put up a poll uh, for anyone who hasn't seen the poll yet um it's already getting some good traction there's like 65 votes and there's 300 of you watching i just asked i just just curious just curious because i want to know how big of a problem this is and obviously if you're here and you're already like you know a fan of vr and you've already been playing vr this might not be a, a very good uh vertical slice we might not be getting the most accurate representation of the gaming populace um but just just starting to pull-off, now we're up to 70 votes. 62% of you have said almost never get motion sickness, 63 now, uh, and sometimes has 25% of the vote. So free, there are t- currently 11% of you right now saying that you frequently get motion sickness in VR. We'll come back to this in a little bit because I want to see how this changes as more people vote, but I'm very, very curious to see how much of a percentage uh, of gamers out there are, are, are dealing with motion sickness because... It's, it's not the kind of thing that pops into my head immediately because I don't get motion sick, right? Like if, if I if I was missing my left hand, <laughs> I would be like the thing that's keeping me from playing VR is not having my left hand. But, but I, since I have my left hand, I never think about what an issue that would be if I didn't have it. That, I'm explaining why I don't think about motion sickness <laughs> when it comes to friction. But man, I would miss my left hand so much if I didn't have it. Shout out to everyone out there missing their left hand. Righties, I'll get you tomorrow. Uh, so okay. Well, let's keep let's keep going through this. We got a, we got a, we got a few more cats to uh, in, on, on this Twitter. Uh,
1: this yeah. Twitter response. Um, fragile says the lack of family friendly platformer games. <laughs> that's. I mean. That's, I mean. That's, it's, it's so
0: interesting. Some of these responses, right? I think some of these responses aren't uh, are more like, "What do you really wish VR had?" and not, "What do you think is keeping VR back as you know from being mainstream?" Although but um, we can examine this a little bit more he said i have kids that love vr as a father i don't let them play uh, a majority of vr games uh, what, but when games like lucky astrobot moss come out i'm all over that so i mean i can understand that
1: right i do have a, i do have a friend that um has some kids and yeah they love astrobot uh, i know they like some other things too but but i know like astrobot is a oh moss and astrobot like they are Big, big fans of that. But the problem is, you know, kids kids can't usually afford a VR headset or go out and buy one. I mean, True. really, the truth is here that the, the people that, you know, that's – it brings up a couple conversations, actually, because it's a little bit part of the friction. It's a little bit of the accessibility. Um, but, yeah, at the end of the day, the VR generation, I think – Typically skews a little bit older, um, because of some of the the price tag and the investment needed, and and things like that. That is the advantage of having cheaper VR. Is that you know it can be more of a of a Christmas present style gift or something. But but you look at you look around, you see the kids getting PS5s these days. So I and like you know really really young kids getting PS5s. It's not really the price tag—that's the problem. But yeah, it's not something that they're interested in. Something that they not only interested in, but can play and enjoy.
0: Right. I, I think there's there is an interest level problem. I will say right now with consoles and kids. I think kids growing up right now are like so uh, into like mobile gaming. Like they want to play on their phones. They want to play on their tablets. They want to uh, you know, and 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 they want to play in the most convenient way. Kids love convenience. And I, and I think what you are kind of raised on is what you kind of keep playing to a certain extent. Um, You know, I I know that when I was growing up, you know, my, I I didn't have money for a computer or Commodore 64, Nintendo, right? Anything my my dad bought, because my dad was the big gamer in the house, anything my dad bought, we would play on, right? And so, and so whatever was around was sort of like, like the genesis of, of what I would continue to play, right? And so if there is a VR headset in the house, and there's a reason for kids to play it like kids don't seem to really like VR but if but if you've got games like Bot and Moss uh, and Lucky's Tale and and your, your your parent allows you to play their VR headset occasionally as those kids grow up they might want to, you know and in their eyesight finishes developing and all of that they might be looking to get their own VR headset right and so kids that kids that play You know, mobile games might keep playing mobile games, sirens on my end, but kids that grow up playing VR games might continue to play VR games. And that might be one of the many ways, like the many ways we need to look at to see how the market needs to expand. We know that VR is not going mainstream tomorrow, but it might go mainstream in the next decade. And over the next decade is when a lot of those kids who played VR when they were little grow up and go, oh my God, look at what VR is like now. I need this.
1: Yeah. Um I think that the two most common things I'm actually seeing from from all these things is lack of AAA games. Yep. Um which I absolutely agree with. You know, like I said, I love indie games. Um but you know, if I if I, I I like big indie games too. You know what I mean? Um you you look at the difference that something like uh like Resident Evil 4 and and had like You know it's i don't know if that like if if they announce that the the resident evil 4 remake if they announce that that is going to get psvr 2 support like for the full campaign like i guarantee a lot of people will probably freak out about that and and get pretty excited um some of that could be a little bit hindered by the fact that it's already being remade flat screen um maybe people don't want to play it again but who knows maybe maybe they would also be really excited but that's why I said something unique, a little bit more unique, like a like a Gran Turismo, like a Spider-Man. Um, and then, you know, again, though, you have the, the problem with motion sickness. You you we're out here like, please give us Spider-Man VR. And then you actually see people out there that are like, no way that will get me so sick. And, you know, and um, for some people that might be true. Um, two of the biggest things I'm seeing are triple A games. Uh, people are mentioning the price. I mean, which, you know, makes makes sense. It's it's definitely a luxury item at that kind of price. Which gaming Which in general
0: think, kind of is at this point. Like gaming's just so expensive.
1: Yes, yes, that is true. Do you think um but do you think it would be have been do you think it's smarter for Sony to make a headset that is five hundred fifty dollars, has some pretty next gen features, um, and basically has what it has right now or do you think they should have just made like a high fidelity resolution headset you know and then controllers with joysticks 300 bucks 400 bucks call it a day which one do you think you would have done
0: i mean dude i would have been happy with either one that's the thing is that i throughout the course of the psvr one generation when i when when we weren't sure if there was going to be a psvr2 when they hadn't announced anything yet you know we've just been hearing rumblings I've been saying, what? Uh, what do you, what's this eye tracking deal? Like, what do you? Why are you going so deep in this? Just get us caught up to PC VR, and we'll be happy, right? Like that. That's all I really needed. I didn't need it to be a super expensive headset. I didn't need it to have all the bells and whistles. I didn't need adaptive triggers, right? Because I just wanted to make sure that PlayStation was gonna have another headset. That was priority number one. And so, if it right. meant we were gonna get a three hundred dollar like this is basically a bottom of the barrel PC VR headset but you look you've got analog sticks and it's like I don't know 4K it's like I'm like I, I would have been pretty happy with that because I knew the quality of the games uh the games. still would have been great and so it, but but to, you know what the thing is is I've I've already conceded to the fact that I'm spending 550 dollars I've already conceded that this is a very top of the line headset that when when I finally get into the games and feel the rumble in the headset and i feel the adaptive triggers i'm going to go yeah this is worth it and i probably won't need to buy another one for six years and which is yeah which is really the best part about this
1: it is I, the way yes they could i mean it would have been a smart it would have been smart for them to um you know make a very inexpensive headset but it also would have presented the problem of it aging very rapidly and by the time before it even had a chance to really take off, it could have already been outdated. Um, and instead, yeah, I'm I'm definitely happy with what they chose as well. Um, even if it doesn't, even if it makes it a little bit less accessible to some people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna pay dividends in the long, like long term, yeah. I think um, it's gonna make up for it. Eagle Pete in the chat yeah. says what makes games consoles so popular? playing together and sharing the fun together vr is more or less a singular experience uh so in my in opinion will never become as mainstream as consoles
0: i mean that's i mean if he's talking about couch couch co-op and like playing together as a family in the living room uh sure but even that's faded away on the flat screen that's faded away significantly in the flat screen. You see way and way, way less uh, split screen stuff these days. You see way less stuff because because let's be fair, developers want you to have to buy two copies of the game and play online, right? Use their online service. Um, I have never been more social gaming than I have with VR. I, I didn't care about playing multiplayer on the flat screen. As soon as I started playing VR, uh, people started pulling me into Star Blood Arena and different in different multiplayer games, Farpoint. Um, and we just had so much fun that I was like, Oh wow. Like, and, and suddenly like, you know, I, I was always a, a solo adventurer, you know, like I want to play these single player adventures. I want to be scared. I want to whatever. And now whenever I play a game, I, my first question is, is I was like, Oh man, I, I can I play this with somebody else? Can I get a friend in here and go on this adventure with someone else? Cause it's so much more fun. Um, and so I don't, I don't see VR as being isolating or, uh, or, or, or being very single player at all. I, I, I think that it's just as, uh, it's got just as many multiplayer games proportionately as, as flat screen games do.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, the chat definitely seems to disagree. And, and I think, um, oh, yeah, Zena, I do think that there, cool. yeah, I do think that there is a truth that when it comes to, let's say like a um, uh, isometrical game, where or like local couch co-op and stuff, yes, that is something that has basically disappeared overall. I mean, there are aside from you know some some things that has basically disappeared uh for the most part, but I do know that you know it would be nice if there's some better solutions for some like couples or family to get around, and I think we're we're already seeing a couple of that with like horizon call of the mountains uh you know, the boat ride experience, things that that you can put your friends, family into, um, that those are pretty good. But like you said, multiplayer, online multiplayer is incredible in VR, especially with, with the VR community, which is typically a lot less toxic, um, and pain in the ass, you know, aside from some things, um, generally a little bit less toxic and stuff, more mature, um, to, to to roll with. I mean, Zenith is definitely a great example. There's so many amazing guilds and communities in there. Um, and then you look at uh, you look at some other stuff like like Firewall Zero Hour uh, had some great great communities. Um, and I don't know, rec rec room obviously like going public. there's A bunch of kids in there, which is like awful. But but it's also a great like social platform. And yeah, I think. I think as more multiplayer games come out, um, yeah, and the the plus side to that is you you also sell more headsets with good right. multiplayer games. Um, yeah, I mean you you sell two to four for every you know m- great multiplayer game that comes out. So it can it can not only enhance the experience, especially people that are you know maybe there's a lot of people that are isolated and this is their way to uh, socialize. Yeah um I don't see people know, for, for weeks me, at a time <laughs> yeah um yeah I mean my my friends list was like two people and then VR came out and I had like I don't even know how many hundreds um if, if
0: only having a YouTube channel with thousands of subscribers had something to do with that <laughs> age
1: <laughs> I don't know if this was, maybe it was yeah mm-hmm. it was well I was gonna say firewall firewall yeah. my friends uh, when firewall came out my friends list went from like two people to like literally like 200. yeah
0: Firewall was, um, uh, was a game changer. So,
1: yeah, hey, I do think, um, hey, Joby, I look, do you think go
0: ahead, go ahead. Uh, we, 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 I'm sorry. We got, we got to keep moving. Uh, this, this was, this was, yeah. that, that, that was, I really like that, uh, the multiplayer conversation. I want, I want to, the last one I want to bring up, I don't know if you have any more that you want to bring up, but the last one I want to bring up is something I didn't expect to see when posing this question to the community. And this one comes from Ryan Barron at RN Barron. Um, He's not the only one who said this. Other people had variations on this. But he said, Microsoft is holding VR back. They just acquired the Skyrim devs, and since they don't have their own VR platform, that's a whole slew of dev teams that will not be making VR games anymore. Sony is the driving force and the strongest platform for devs to continue growing VR on. Now, I think the whole acquisition uh, of Bethesda and ZeniMax and whatever and, and, and Activision is a whole separate conversation. But it is very interesting that of the three major video game manufacturers, Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft, only one of them have any care to focus on VR, right? Nintendo did their thing with like the Labo and it was a, it was kind of a joke. It was a disposable VR headset, basically. Um, do you think that if Nintendo and Microsoft also went all in on VR, or at least Microsoft has this insane ability to just be like, oh, hey, we've allowed these, these PC VR headsets to just work on our platform. They have that ability like they don't even have to like do go into r and d and develop their own headset they can just say oh you know what whatever we already have these games working on PC I mean they work in the work if you have Xbox whatever it's like it's so cross-platform with them that they could just snap their fingers and say this is just compatible so so they didn't have wouldn't have to do very much work on it so uh, Nintendo would have to do a little bit more work on their part but don't you think that if all three console manufacturers went deep with VR as as deep as uh, ps4 as PlayStation is gone, that we'd be in a wildly different situation right now?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, they are definitely a big, big thing holding VR back. I mean, especially once it gets brought up uh, and, and you know, Phil Spencer says, oh, well, people aren't asking for VR. Well, that's not true because right. when I look at anytime I see um, a post about, like, PSVR and stuff, I see people going – I wish Xbox had this or, or like, God damn it, Xbox. Why can't you have something like this? Um, and yeah, I mean, there's a, you know, they're doing their thing and they're, I don't know. I've, I've never really liked uh, a, a lot of the things that they do philosophy wise. I mean, they're just really following a couple things. They're following this, you know, trying to be a social platform, which is fine. Um, but then also, you have um, you have them trying to do this Game Pass thing, and Game Pass doesn't really mesh with VR very well. I don't think it's the people. I don't think it's not that people aren't asking for it or people don't want VR from the Microsoft side. I think Microsoft doesn't want VR because they don't want to take any risks. They don't want to do. They have a hard enough time managing their own studios, which is why you know there a lot of their first party stuff is a mess. And why a lot of their studios are mis- like you know have horrible management, mismanaged uh, huge IPs. I mean, these are Xbox selling IPs that are horribly mismanaged. And um, but they just they're just following where the, where the money goes. And and then on top of that, they have their you know philosophy about Game Pass and stuff like that. They're trying to make Netflix uh, not. Not they're more focused on the software side of things than they are hardware. They don't give a shit about hardware.
0: Agreed, I do agree. Um, a couple more tips. We got Jay with the five dollars tips says streaming VR via a service like GeForce Now and making every headset compatible with compatible built-in mobile chip like Quest Two to play offline. I'm not familiar with uh, GeForce Now, uh, so I don't think I can comment too much on that, Jay. I feel like I would be AJ. Do you... You got anything on that?
1: No, but I do know that they um, during. I think it was during the Quest Showcase or something. They did mention that what like you can play Game Pass on Quest or something. And oh right, I forgot I,
0: about that. Yeah,
1: but I'm guessing it's more of like a. I think it's it's not like an actual converted game. It's more just like here here is I don't I don't actually know if it's actual like VR like built from the ground up VR stuff or yeah. I assume it's like a like a virtual screen that you can play game pass on um, I don't know. which is not really
0: you know sorry it, Jay we don't we, we're not educated enough on this topic but thank you for your support we appreciate you Josh cat with the five dollar tip says do you think that Nintendo would jump back into the VR space if PSVR VR choose a success that would need to ditch they need to ditch the terrible Labo name. Just terrible. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think I think we are, we are five to ten years away from uh, Nintendo, re- like entering the VR space and taking it seriously at all. Like I think it would have to be pretty mainstream for Nintendo to go. Yeah, let's 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 try that again. You know, obviously
1: it goes for Xbox as well. Like Microsoft and Xbox. Like at least Nintendo tried, but kind of um, you know.
0: I mean, I could I could see Microsoft doing it um, again, but only in the way that doesn't require any work on their part, where they just say, "Oh yeah, we've allowed VR headsets to just work on uh, on our on our console." And so, if developers want to make their games, P, you know, uh, VR compatible, then you can also do that on the Xbox uh, Series S or Series X. Um, but I don't see it happening in any way where Microsoft would put out their own official Xbox headset. They just want to, you know. They want to yep. flip a switch and give consumers so, an extra reason to buy their console.
1: They'll wait for it to to get big enough and then they'll buy somebody that already has a headset. And saving the best tip <laughs> they'll, for they'll, last. They'll buy they'll buy a Pico. Oh, God. <laughs> Once VR really takes off dude i I would
0: have a whole nother conversation about pico and and anybody who's trying to compete with the quest 2 i'm like i just am so lost why would you compete with something that's already on its way out like you're swooping in at the last minute being like but we're just as good we might even be a little bit better it's like you should be way better that thing is fucking outdated three years ago that thing was outdated before it came out like don't compete like i i i said this to somebody the other day and nick was like did you just use a sports metaphor um you you don't skate to where the puck is. You skate to where the puck is going. And it's like all these all these manufacturers are trying to put out headsets that are competing with something that's already old. Compete with the next thing, right? And make games for the next thing. VR developers don't make the games for the the current gen headsets. Make game make games for where people are going to be playing two or three years from now. That's where you should set your sights. Wayne Gretzky was Lightning. awesome.
1: Wayne Grisky, was awesome lightning bolt hero says i sold my xbox series s my new gaming console is ps5 i've always been an xbox gamer since the xbox 360 was it because of vr i want to know was it because of vr or just because you know playstation just kind of runs circles around xbox in terms of like exclusives and poor things like that. T- poor supuesto TC." mf games official what's up dude good to see you
0: mf games mfs for life
1: GeForce now is just streaming your library of games okay they're saying you can play vr games using it okay. okay that makes sense
0: yeah i mean you know i mean i i don't i don't think i think streaming uh streaming has come a long long way uh in the last god even five years but I, I don't, I don't know if we're there. It's for come VR a long games. way. The
1: problem is it, it has a long way to go still. Yeah,
0: especially for VR games. Like I, I, I you talk about making people motion sick. Like you'd run into a oh, lot more issues yeah. streaming VR games than you would flat screen games. That make a lot more it people sick. Be... Yeah, it needs to run native. All right, AJ, I saved the best for last. The very, the very okay. best tip for last. Sadu Seventh Legion with the two quid says, "You still owe me a game of Fortnite, Brian." <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. Damn it! Survive got fixed the second we finished Friday's gamescast. I was gonna play. I was gonna jump in and play Fortnite with everybody after uh, gamescast on Friday. Uh, I promised Sadukar that I would play, and then immediately after finishing gamescast, I found out that Survive had been fixed. AJ and I jumped in. We played some multiplayer. Uh, we captured some footage, and I had to go go to task making a breaking news report, uh, so I didn't get to play any Fortnite that night. I, not till like two or three a.m. And I did a look for you, Sadukar. I did a look for you at three a.m. I was like, "There's no way he's still up," but I'll check anyway. Uh, but next time, I promise. All right, man. AJ, are you ready for a game of PSVR 20 questions? Yeah, man. I guess
1: let me just say, though, you know, final thoughts on this. You know, VR has had a lot of things holding it back. Mm -hmm. Um, But that being said, uh, it has made a lot of progress as well. That's been really, really good to see. Mm -hmm. Um, It's growing slow and organically, which I think it will continue to do. Um, You know, but... I think that's fine. I think, I think it kind of needs to grow a little bit slower so that it is this, I think this, even though it grows slower, it'll be more polished in the end. Um, You know, kind of like correcting any little thing one by one. Um, And it's not going to be like overnight, but, but it'll get there and and i'm i'm really really optimistic about the future still just like i was with psvr1 when psvr1 came out and and i was like man i can't wait for psvr2 and people were like oh vr's dead vr's not going to do this thing you've already seen the narrative if you remember when vr first came out like the narrative was like vr is a gimmick vr is a fad blah 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 you don't see as much as that anymore because people have now a lot more people millions have experienced it now and it'll spread by word of mouth it'll spread by you know better marketing and all these things and uh yeah it it'll get there and and you know i'm still really really excited you know 57 days from now we get to jump into next gen and enjoy the next like six seven years wherever however long it's going to be it's going to be amazing um and yeah I can't wait, man. Yeah, it's going to be awesome.
0: So many people were saying, "Oh man, PSVR two is taking too long to get out. By the time it gets out, it's going to be outdated. This isn't going to impress anymore." By the time it's out, look around you. No one else is even trying. No one else is even making any moves towards doing something this next gen. No, you know there are there are no manufacturers making headsets that are this cutting edge. There are no man. I mean, there are you know at much higher cost, not not for not consumer friendly, uh, and there and there certainly. Uh, isn't a manufacturer with with twenty plus studios under their belt um, who could be making you know first party AAA VR games? So despite the fact that it took a while to get here, now that it's almost here, like it's still actually going to push us into the next generation of VR gaming. Uh, it's crazy. Yep. It's absolutely. And it's crazy.
1: not even gonna. It's not even gonna start like, you know. It'll it'll have a solid launch and everything, but man, like. Once it starts picking up, like, holy shit, it's going to get crazy. I mean, if you look at what they were able to achieve with the duct taped and tied together with duct tape and wire coat hangers, my friend, wire coat hangers, PSVR Gen 1. I mean, just imagine, you know, that sold 5 million units, which at the time there was only 1 billion headsets total. Um, So if they were able to pull that off with that and move controllers and shit like that, like, yeah, it's... This is gonna be uh this is gonna be a really fun ride.
0: Owando Kirinando takes us out of this conversation with a twenty euro tip. Thank you, my friend. You've been extremely generous tonight, as you always are, as everybody is, man. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. It says PSVR two is the next lantern on the path. Very elegantly hey, said, my friend.
1: Yeah, we can give Sony all this shit as much as we want, but the truth is like they are leading it in the right direction. First and foremost. Right. You know Quest is doing some good things for sure, but you know, there's nothing close to what PSVR is gonna be doing in the long run. AJ, we really need to
0: play some any questions.
1: <laughs> Let's because, play. because oddly I didn't
0: need I at six PM I didn't think I needed to say <laughs> I have a hard out at eight o'clock because I was like I was like, There's no way we're going for two hours. All right, here we go. Uh, AJ, do you have a game ready? I do. Perfect. That means you guys out there, need to, I need all the help I can possibly get. Uh, I have 20 yes or no questions, along with you guys' help, to figure out what PSVR game AJ is thinking of. Here we go, you guys. I need all the help I can get. On your mark. Get Des. Go. Does it use analog
1: sticks? It does use analog sticks. Oh, my goodness. We have a yes right off the
0: bat. Um, is there a lot of shooting in this game?
1: There is a lot of shooting in this game. Okay.
0: Uh, would this have been? Would this have come out in the first year of PSVR One?
1: This did not come out in the first year of PSVR One. I don't suppose this came out in the last year of PSVR One. This no, because I'm not you, and this isn't the last game that came out either. <laughs>
0: okay. Okay. So we got something that's somewhat in the middle. The middle four years of PSVR. Um, <laughs> uh does oh bambino ramos good question does it have multiplayer of any
1: kind uh it does not have uh yeah i don't think it has multiplayer let me double check that
0: okay it's good 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 while you're figuring that out i'm going to ask another question shades of gray matter says is it part of an existing franchise and when we say let's also say also uh an existing ip it doesn't have to be a game can it just be a
1: yes it is uh an existing ip okay and prior, and prior thing okay um damn does this game have zombies in it this game does not have zombies in it okay
0: let's see Ooh, another shades question is a good one is there a flat screen version of
1: it um technically yes there's a flat screen version of it yes I mean, technically, no, <laughs> but but there also is a flat version of it of this IP. I should say.
0: Wait, so okay, so maybe not of this specific game, but of a game. It, this IP has a flat screen game. In, in the series, oh my god, I already hate this. Um, of. okay, oh my, I hate this so much. You're <laughs> aging the fuck out of this. Um, I'm sorry, I can't. Help uh, you. yes, it uses analog sticks. Uh, is there any, does this support the aim controller?
1: It does not support the aim controller. Okay, so
0: we're thinking, so we're thinking DualShock 4.
1: Um, and it's not a separate release.
0: I hate this so much. Is it
1: sci-fi? It's not sci-fi. That's 10. Uh,
0: Anakin, we tried. Okay. Uh, let's see. Is it...
1: <laughs> <laughs> Chat's so mad at me.
0: Twitcher's wondering if it's a bad game. Is it stinky? I think he's trying to talk like no. Ren or Stinky. It,
1: it is far from stinky.
0: Okay. So it's a good game.
1: Uh, getting warmer, cats. You're getting warmer. Uh...
0: Would this appear in the top a top twenty list? Um, it has. Okay. Before. Okay. Okay. Okay, you guys. Uh, so think think of a game in the top twenty list, a frequent top twenty participant. Um, that has a lot of shooting. It's a, it's a known IP of some kind. Uh, there's some weird anomaly where it's also on the flat screen somehow um it is a good game been in our top 20 list saturday seventh legion with the two quid says thanks brian i was pissed i was up just pissed oh okay i was up just pissed because he was drunk scottish lol he said scottish not me um
1: (sighs) the vr does not have multiplayer just to clarify i mean i'm sorry yeah the vr does not have multiplayer but the i think the flat game does
0: Whoa. 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 Shit's getting out of control. Oh my god. Um is it like is is it is it primarily like a first person shooter?
1: Uh I don't know if I'd call it that. Would you call Any... it a looter shooter? No, it's not
0: a looter shooter. Alright, sorry, Cornerstone City. We tried. It's not Borderlands. Um Uh does, okay, I'm gonna go with Shades again. Does it have a realistic art style? It does have a realistic art style. Whoa. Okay. Oh crap. Okay. I've I've seen somebody say it. Crap! I can't scroll back up. That's part of the rules. Um. Well, it can't be super hot, you guys, because it didn't come out in the first year of PSVR. Um, LA Noir doesn't have multiplayer even on the flat screen. Um. Let's make sure, though. Was this developed by Rockstar? This was
1: not developed by Rockstar. That's 15. Okay, guys. We tried.
0: Somebody else scroll up. <laughs> it's it's not Borderlands, dude. It's not Borderlands. I already asked if it's a looter shooter. Um, do you control vehicles in it, Ian Sandbridge asks? You do control vehicles in it. Oh, did, was this by... Oh, Shades. Shades helped me out the entire time. I'm sorry if you. Whoever said it first, I'm sorry. Is is there are there only three levels that are very much replayable? In the PSVR version?
1: There's more than three levels. Missions? That are playable. Yeah. There's uh, only three missions. Missions. Okay. But there's more three playable levels. Is, by by any
0: chance is it is Combat 7.
1: It is. What? JC, the Whew. inimitable, 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 ass kicking, dual wielding game cat, first said. Wow. Twice. Wow. <laughs> twice he was saying it. Good job, JC. I don't, I don't know how
0: I missed that. I don't, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. Wow.
1: And what everybody else followed up and helped out with as well Ace Combat
0: 7. Thank you, guys. At the fucking buzzer.
1: Un. No.
0: At the buzzer. Oh my god, you are mostly shooting, but that put me in such the wrong place. You're mostly shooting, but not... Guns. Oh, that was first so person dumb.
1: shooter. Is that a first person shooter?
0: I mean, uh, you're, it would know It would not be classified as a first person shooter, despite the uh, fact that right. it is first person and you're shooting. And you're shooting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was really good. That
0: was really good. All right, you guys. I got to get out of here. I'm so sorry to cut it. Sh- I was gonna say cut it short. I'm cutting it short, but we've gone way over our time. Um, Thank you guys for hanging out. Hopefully, everyone had an awesome weekend uh, and got to see their family or friends. Or if you know you hate your family or friends, hopefully you didn't see them and you had a nice weekend. Uh, and uh, and hopefully you most of you had heat because uh, some of us did not. Uh, make sure, guys, really quick, uh, so right subscribe to AJ <laughs> over at PSVR Underground. There's a link in the description below. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Parole PSVR uh, if you want to be part of like these uh, these segments that we do in the future. Uh, also, join our Discord. Click the link in the description down below. So, like I said, free to join. Come hang out. Be part of the discussion. Always fun hanging out there. Uh, that's where I am like 24 seven. Um, and so I'll definitely be there over the next few days. Um, I think that covers it. Thank you to all the mods for doing what they do tirelessly. Thank you, Jamie, for getting stuff up on podcast services like Spotify. Is that what it's called? Uh, I never listen to Spotify. Uh, it's, it's, it's getting more popular. Go, go listen to it there for your oral pleasure, for your oral pleasure, for your oral pleasure. Uh, and, of course, Sci-Fi Game Cat Henry, who gets timestamps into this thing uh, after the show is over. We thank you very, very much for all your hard work. Uh, thank you to everybody who hung out during the show. Thank you to everybody who supports us on Patreon.com slash games and tip during the show. Uh, keeping the lights on over here. Uh, paying for my PSVR, too. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You guys are really, really generous. I love you. Thanks everyone who helped out during 20 questions. And thanks to everybody who chatted during the show. And, of course, thanks to everybody who watched the show and sat back and didn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there. And we love you just as much.
1: He really AJ'd the fuck out of that.
0: I did. I really did. I have to pee. AJ.
1: Now cue the cat, Brian, because I want to see Brian's got to go and have a wonderful night to shapeshifter the amorphous game cat. Uh, Mancunia game cat. Uh, thank you. Uh, wind. Wind says, doesn't America celebrate boxing? No. no! I think it's a Canada thing. It's so Canada that I can't Lighting even bolts. stand it. <laughs> Lightning Bolt Zero, thank you so much, man. Shades of Great Matter, my dude. Yeah. Big shout out to Shades of Great Matter, who actually helped me with a couple of puzzles in of a Anor- of uh, uh, Anorogoro. Anorogoro. Nice. We renamed Anagora. the game. <laughs> Gora <laughs> wins. <laughs> Hector Robles, running the game, cat, good to see you, man. Guys on Switch up to you. Uh Sadukar, Seventh Legion. Sadukar. Says, says hit date. Hmm? Hmm? Uh, yeah. You got a date tonight? Kind of. Yeah. God, why do you so nosy, Sadukar? Right. Defunct mom, bro. The I mean you can you can join us if you want. I'm you know <laughs> He's... Uh, Touch the Clouds, the game cat. I'll leave the Doro. Bobby. Bobby bananas in the house today. What up, Bobby what up, banana? banana <laughs> awesome, Tatum. Good to see you, man. Uh, X-Fist is finally over. Thank God. I know I'll feel better once it starts to heat up again a little bit, though, and my uh, heater turns back on too. You're the two four seven game cat. Thanks so much, man. Later, Gato says, "Ixa, uh, Markio, the game cat, Jojo, co-leader." Uh, Zombie fifty one fifty, my zenith people's Mark Smith. Good night, Scott Jesco. P- PSN Harry Philip, the game cat for life. Uh, right. Dan Kiefer, chaos, random Toxy, the game smiled on. Uh, of the single player game cat, Joshua Taylor. You keep rocking, homie. All of y'all have a wonderful night.
0: Lightning bolt zero says Ruby says bye. She's my black cat. Listen, Tornado to t- say to Tornado. I mean Tornado says to Ruby okay you pass that that along okay you pass that along actually tornado's sleeping right now she doesn't say shit but uh yeah if, if anybody wants to join me on my date you're all welcome i'll leave the door unlocked come by
1: Wait, we're coming over. We'll be there in five.
0: Nice. I've got a, a queen size bed, so I mean, it's really kind of first come, first serve.
1: That's all right. We'll just dog pile on there. <laughs> it's a snorgy, everybody. It's a snorgy. Snorgy. If you, wah, wah, wah. If you don't have heat, I'll keep you warm. <laughs> Where's the Hernando Kernando? Or Wando Canando? You whoop, butchered whoop, that. Hernando. <laughs> Wh- hu- no, That's good. It's real good. (laughs) All right. Good night, everybody. We love you all. Yeah.